Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Positively You podcast. Today, my guest is Emily Siegel, and I'm so excited to talk to her. Emily is a friendship mentor and coach, a podcast host, a corporate mom of two adorable little boys, and a lover of all things Broadway musicals. Um, She is the leader of the Connected Mom Life community, and she helps moms create the circle of friends that they crave, which I know is something that we are all wanting more of in our life. So Emily, thank you so much for making time for me and coming on to talk today. Of course, I'm super pumped to be here. Awesome. Okay. So I wanted to start first off, what led you to friendship? Like what is your background? Why is friendship and helping moms create these circles of friends so important to you? And why is that your mission? Yeah. You know, I think anything we're all passionate about comes from like some pain (laughs) or some like, right. Oh, this didn't go so well. Uh, so yeah, kind of like the, the shortish story is that soon after kind of getting married 13 years ago, we ended up moving across the country where we knew no one and just kind of thought, okay, well that's fine. Like I've, you know, moved before I can make friends, no problem. But that was the first time I really had to make friends in adulthood and like without kind of built in school or built in activities. And I really struggled. And it wasn't until maybe two years into that move that I found myself like, um, in a condo with like 30 other women who'd gathered to start this book club. And the girl who had started it was like, yeah. So I read this book about this girl who moved across the country with her husband. She has really good friends, but none of them live like in her city. And she had to like, go find friends. And one of the ways she did that was this book club. And I found myself like sitting in this room of 30 other women who were like, oh, I want friends. And I had been like wandering the city for two years, just kind of like assuming everybody else was set on them based on like what I was observing. And so it was a really just kind of like big turning point and aha moment for me about like the assumptions we all have about friendship and who has friends, who's set on friends, who's not set on friends. And it really kind of like gave me a lot of confidence in moving forward in making friends. And then, you know, five years later we moved and now we're, we're pregnant, we had kids. And it was like, man, I would just meet these moms who were just like, we were all so lonely trapped in our homes or like trapped at work and like then rushing home to be trapped at home with our kids. And it was like, we were all so lonely, but like literally never had a minute alone. And I like the lessons I had learned pre-kids were so helpful. I felt like I could just kind of like break through the noise with those moms and be like, Oh no, we're going to do this. Like, let's have some real talk. But I just found people just like, were so not thrown by that, but just like, Oh, like that's safe to do. And like, Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's just really kind of turned into my passion project of like, 
being a mom is really lovely and wonderful and also super hard. And when we're doing it alone, it's even harder. And so just trying to spread the message that like, it's like people are out there and people want to be friends and it's okay to kind of like fast forward through some of the small talk because we're all ready for it and we're all craving it. Yeah. Well, and I love that what you said is it's born out of something that you needed, right? Which is exactly how most of us come to the things that we want to talk about a lot. And um, just building that community and saying like, you know how to cut through that noise. I love that so much. And that, you know, as moms were told, I've heard you say this before, that we're told that it takes a village, but then it's like, well, where is the village? And no one tells us how to create the village or where to find the village. Right. So it's like, it's fine to to need some help and to need, you know, some direction and some guidance. And the other thing that I love that you said is that we're all walking around, assuming things we've all, we're all walking around with these stories in our head of, Mm -hmm. oh, that mom is fine. She's got plenty of friends or, oh, they're probably set. And realizing that if we're all saying that same story, yeah, like, yeah, we're actually a lot more together, just wandering around. Like we're Mm -hmm. all in the same boat, but we don't know that we're all in the same boat together. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. Like, I mean, I ask moms all the time. I'm like, okay, well, do you feel like you're the only one? Like, do you feel like, like, yeah, no, everybody else looks set. And I'm like, okay, that's just social media. Like if I looked at your social media, you would probably look set too. So like, we have to stop assuming these things about others and assuming that they're, that they're set when we don't actually know. And like I say this all the time, but research is even on our side here like 75% of moms, like literally want more in their friendships. So we are, we are all walking around being open to friendship. We just assume that everybody's not. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a perpetual cycle. Yeah. That's so interesting. Some, one of the things that I've noticed a little bit lately is that thought of I'm the only one, or do you think you're the only one? And that's really a thought where I've caught myself in multiple different scenarios being like, I'm not the only one actually. Mm -hmm. Like that's never true. There's like 8 billion people on this planet. There's no possible way that I'm the only one. Right. Yes. Um, so is friendship really that important though? As moms, you said, we're walking around lonely, but we're never actually alone. We've got our kids, we've got our spouses, we've got so much going on. We're involved. Like is friendship something that is important that we should be making time for? Or is that just like a luxury that some of us have time for. Yeah. You know, I mean, I tend to think so. There's like, obviously a ton of research around friends and like the like snippets I can share is like (laughs) the world health organization has found that like a lack of friendship is literally, um, the equivalent of smoking, uh, 15, either 15 cigarettes a day or 15 packs. I should know that, but it's like a career, <laughs> like it's a, it's yes. It's like technically like loneliness is actually a bigger deal than you doing yeah. some other behaviors that are not good for your health. And there's one study I really love in particular. It was of nurses who had breast cancer and they found that the survival rates for those nurses were, you know, incredibly higher for those that had 10 plus friends. So like, I mean, yes, the science will say you need friends. You can pretend you don't. Um, I tried to do that. Honestly, when we were, when we did that first move, I kind of call it like my process of grieving. There was one point where I felt like I just like accepted that I wasn't going to have friends and like, okay, like this will be fine. Like I love my husband. I'm busy with work. Like this is fine. I will rely on these like kind of long distance friends to chat with on the phone. 
but it wasn't fine. Like it really wasn't. I was clearly craving more. Like it was like easier to fight with my husband. Like it's just, everything just feels so much lighter with friends. That's how I describe it of like, when you like truly don't feel like you're doing life alone, when you feel supported, um, and you can feel that from your family, you can feel that, um, you know, from other like support systems in your life. But when you feel like you truly have people that get you and like, (laughs) accept you as you are, there's something that just has, there's a lot of freedom and lightness and that makes everything feel easier, especially motherhood. Oh, exactly. I feel the same way. And I think that's funny that you said, you know, you tried to convince yourself that you didn't because I for sure have done that before too. being like, yeah, no, it's fine. You know, I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. My days are full. This just is what it is, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think we do that so often. We try to convince ourselves that we don't need more, that it's fine. That asking for more is, is selfish or asking for too much. But like, I mean, looking at the science is huge and it makes sense that your survival rate would be higher. It makes sense that like your satisfaction in your life would be bigger when you're surrounded by people that get you, that support you, that love you, and that you can do the same thing to them too, right? Like that you can pour into other people as well. So I don't think it's, you know, a shock that friendship is important and that science behind it would say like, yeah, this is good. Like, I think we might be more shocked to be like, yeah, no, you don't need friends. It's Mm -hmm. fine. But then it becomes like, okay, well, I know it's important. I know that is, but I still feel stuck. Like I still feel like I get, you know, trapped in small talk or I hate small talk or I'm an Mm -hmm. introvert or, you know, I just, it's been so long since I've had to go make friends. I don't know what to do. And so what, like, if I'm there, if I know like, okay, this is good. I need friends. I want friends, but like, I'm stuck. Yeah. What do I, what do I do? Like, where do I start? Like, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, you, you said this too, like, it's okay to ask for more. I think something that stuck feeling often comes because it feels scary to ask for more because it's like, okay, if I actually say that I want friends, if I, if I'm like not okay with settling and I say this out loud, this is something I want. It's also something you can feel like you don't have a ton of control over. And it can feel like something that is like, maybe there's some also like friendship junk or baggage that have happened in the past. I think we've all had bad friendships at some point along the way. And that is actually where I would always, you know, recommend mom start in thinking about like, okay, I love that you want more. I love that you're ready. What are you scared of? Like, what do you feel like might be holding you back? Because if you can name that, it can be a lot easier to figure out like the actual like steps you'll take to try to grow that circle, but just acknowledging that's like, well, I'm actually kind of worried. Like, like she might be set, like maybe I'm going to get rejected or like, what if it doesn't work out? Like, what if I just invested all that time and like really kind of spending some time figuring out, okay, what, what actually feels hard about this to you specifically? What is making you feel stuck can sometimes help figure out, okay, now here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's what I'm going to walk through that stuck thing. So that's usually where I start with moms. And I also just like, start with like, okay, well, what do you even want? You know, because take social media, for example, you might like, I find myself doing this, like I'll be jealous of something I see. But then if I actually ask myself, like, well, do I even want that? I'm like, well, no, I don't. So like, I don't want that group of 20 moms that are hanging out. That feels very overwhelming and scary to me. I'm more of like a one-on-one, 
small group person. So it's like getting really clear to you on like, okay, what are you actually craving? Do you just need like a few more friends? Do you actually have good friends and you just need like more depth and like need to figure out how to cultivate that? Um, but yeah, starting there is really like where I like to work with moms because then you also like, don't spin your wheels trying all the, like all these things that like don't really matter for you and what you want. Yeah. I am big on that, on, you know, casting a vision and figuring out exactly what it is. And Mm -hmm. then like reverse engineering back to create the steps that are going to get you there. But I didn't ever think about what you just said about naming your fears around it. Like that is so like, I don't know. I just had like a light bulb aha moment Mm -hmm. because I think so many times those things are going to be really subconscious and you'll be doing like some self-sabotage or just some Mm -hmm. like thoughts that you've just got kind of going on in your head. And being able to like call those forward and put them either on paper or just name them out loud helps you to a, maybe see that it's not that big of a fear or maybe not super realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, are they really going to put you on blast? You know, (laughs) all these things that you might be just making big into bigger, like boogeyman's, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that is, that was just kind of a light bulb moment about naming those fears. And then, yeah, like you said, getting really clear on what you do want. And, and I think that that helps you combat that jealousy because Mm -hmm. when you see, you know, that mom and you said, oh, on social media, and I feel that, that twinge of, oh, I wish I had that. And then you're like, wait, do I, if you're clear on what you do want, then you can easily scroll past those big, huge hangouts. Right. And it's not going to bother you as much. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have those those up and down triggers because you're clear on what actually is important to you. So I love that tip about getting clear and about naming those things that you want and what you're afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I don't remember. I'm sure I heard this from a podcaster, but it was like, okay, like let, like, what, what are you fearing? And like, okay, so let's say that happens. Let's talk about that. And like, when you actually talk about like, okay, let's say the worst case scenario literally happens it, it's actually not that bad of a scenario <laughs> like yeah. in the end, or we're making it bigger than it will actually look or feel. And so, yeah, playing through that can give you just so much confidence and being like, Oh, okay. Like th- this is actually safer than I'm, I'm making this bigger in my head and it's, you know, okay to move forward. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So if we're to that point then where I've kind of gotten a little bit clear, I've had some good conversations with myself, I've journaled, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Do you have some practical like strategies or tips or like when you've moved and you're good at this now, like, what are some things that you're like, this is what I can do. Like some action steps of making friends. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're clear on what you are looking for, then you also probably can figure out like some places or spaces to hang out in that are going to be more likely to help you find those type of people. Like maybe you're looking for moms in the same season of you with same like age kids, or maybe you're looking for somebody with like the same interests as you, like you kind of like know where to put yourself. And then it's a matter of, okay, now I literally have to do the dreaded small talk. Um, because that is where it starts. And, um, so I'll give you kind of like maybe a played out example of like what I like to do. So this is like what I do honestly all the time, but especially when I move, I will, I will literally ask everyone for their number. 
But, and that like always sounds really creepy when I say that out loud, like what you just ask strangers for their numbers. And I'm like, well, I mean, I talked to them a little bit first. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to play out the, like, do you have, like, is your audience like a lot of moms with young kids? Yes. Maybe. Okay, good. Okay. So this will, this will hopefully resonate. So I often go to the park near our house because I figure I want to meet moms that live in somewhat proximity to me because I think we all know the challenge of being busy and like the less barriers there are to getting together, the better. And so if they live nearby, that is like a huge barrier gone. Um, and so I'll go to the park and if there's somebody else that has another kid, roughly the same age, honestly, I will talk to anyone, but like, if you're on the hunt for moms who really have kids the same age and you see them, what I usually do is like, you just try to be show that you're open. Like don't be on your phone the whole time, make eye contact, smile, like, you know, kind of like the normal things you would do to show someone that you're open to a conversation or open to a connection. And so what I usually like to do is like, as we're chasing our little toddlers or whatever, I'll make eye contact and I'll say, oh my goodness, like these kids are so crazy. Like just kind of like a statement about our kids. They're like, kids are like the best icebreaker. And then it kind of shows her, Hey, I'm open to a conversation while we're here. If you are sometimes moms aren't, sometimes they're literally there. Like they're actually trying to get work done while their kids play. Like you can read the situation. Um, but for the most part, moms are usually like, no, I'm stuck here with stuck here. I'm saying that sounds awful, but like, I'm here with my kids. I'm trying to get energy out. Yes. I would love to talk to a human over the age of three while I'm here. That sounds great. Let's do this. Um, and so, you know, just like general chatting, like, oh, do you live nearby this park? It's one of our favorites, like, you know, and, um, kind of like as the conversation progresses, if it sounds like we live nearby, our kids are maybe playing together at this point, I'll say something to the effect of like, as we're leaving, oh, like, you know, it was so fun getting to hang out with you or getting to chat with you today. Um, parks are like always so much more fun when there's other kids here to play, would you want to exchange numbers? I could let you know the next time, you know, we come to the park, if it works for you. And like, it's so low pressure of just like, I'm telling you how I'm going to use your phone number. I'm not committing you to like be my best friend forever, or even grabbing coffee tomorrow, but it's like a nice subtle way to get their contact info. And like, yeah, the next time you go to the park, you'd be like, Hey, I'm heading there. Like if it works for you, cool. If not, that's fine too but at least you've got like, you've got some opportunities to start to cultivate. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the scary part, right? Is there's been times where I, you know, have been in that exact same scenario where I'm at a park, I'll strike up a conversation and then it's like, okay, well, it's nice to talk to you. And you just leave. And it's like, mm-hmm. bye. And so we have all of these like little small touches where we've had conversations with people we're having like, so it's not like lonely, lonely, but then we head home and that person's gone forever. And so getting to that point where you're brave enough even to ask for that number, like, is that something that you find resistance with people? Or is that kind of like, you just have to like close your eyes, five, four, three, two, one, and just do it. Yeah. I mean, that strategy is going to work for, I would say 50% of moms. Like they can get to a confidence point of like, okay, well, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound aggressive. It doesn't sound creepy. Like I could pull that off. And it's also like some work of convincing them, like really moms actually want this. They just need someone to take the first step. So if you're willing to do it, I will tell you how to do it in a way that feels comfortable, but that's not going to work for everyone. 
And so in those cases, I definitely recommend if you're a mom, that's like, oh my gosh, what you just said, Emily was terrifying. There's no way I'm going to do that. I need you basically, you need more evidence in your life that like moms are open to like that type of interaction. And so in those cases, like the more you can put yourself in scenarios where you're going to see some moms consistently. So like a mommy and me group, or when I first moved to Texas, I joined like a, like a fit for mom boot camp like yeah. situation. I really started leaning heavily into the park thing when I went back to work and I was like, oh my gosh, if I don't get their number, I might not see them again for six months, eight months. I started doing something like seeking out moms at daycare. So there's a few other like ways to do it that don't have to feel so like, oh, you're a complete stranger. Let me get your number. You can like find some other commonalities, like your kids go to school together or you're doing this mommy and me thing together. Um, and that can feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Where you've got a couple different like touches, you know, you're going to see them, mm-hmm. you know, every Wednesday at this class. So by the third time, it's like, Hey, let's exchange numbers. It doesn't feel quite as scary. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. like you said, then you've got that proof, right? You've, you've got more examples, more proof in your life. So mm-hmm. that if that park scenario does come up, you've already done it, you know, in different, in different areas. And so you've kind of got that muscle flexed a little bit, so to yes. speak, and can yes. maybe move forward with that. But I can see how, like the way you laid that out, it made it seem so much more approachable. Like, Hey, just the next time I'm going to be at this park, instead of just like, give me your number. <laughs> right. Right. And I like, it's technically like I made it into a formula because there really, there is a formula to it. And it like yeah. starts with like acknowledging like, Hey, I enjoyed talking to you. So like, you're telling this person, you're giving them the confidence that like, Hey, like I, I liked you. Everyone wants to know that they're liked. And like, I'm kind of like saying a statement of like, yeah, this was fun to have kids at the park together, you know, and then kind of sandwiching the, like, okay, I asked for the number, but then followed up right away with like a super low pressure use of it. And like some moms are never going to, like, they're never going to feel comfortable with a number, but you might feel more comfortable with like, oh, are you on Facebook or are you on Instagram? Um, I had a mom in my community the other day say, oh, I got the number because our kids were playing together. And I took the picture of our kids. And then I said, oh, do you want to send me your number? And I'll text you the picture. So like, there's so many like kind of creative ways you can do it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, um, but it takes some confidence. It does take some like evidence. And so you can always start in some kind of like, um, maybe easier spaces that are actually more designed for connection. Yeah. Like, like school, other friends, um, classes, Mm -hmm. things like that, where you're consistently seeing them more. So one of the things that you mentioned as you were talking about that was the idea of barriers and wanting to remove barriers. Um, what are some barriers that you see? One that is coming to mind for me is time, right? Mm -hmm. We wear like the badge of busyness, honor, and all Mm -hmm. of that. And being like, well, where am I going to find time? Is that one of your biggest barriers that you see with moms that you're working with? Or are there other things that kind of stand in the way that we either imaginary barriers or ones that we just make bigger than they actually are? Truly the biggest barriers are the fears, um, and the kind of the lack of confidence and the overthinking, but yes, like I think where, where I approach friendship a little bit differently than maybe some other people that are like out there kind of like shouting the importance of friendship is the reality that friendship looks different for moms. Like there's just no way around that. Like the, there is a different availability of time 
yeah. when it comes to motherhood and like to not acknowledge that is like so not fair. Um, so yes, that, that's definitely a barrier. One of the, one of the, probably like the biggest things I do with moms around time is, is kind of why I asked like, well, what do you even want? so that you can get really clear on where you're going to spend it so that like you, you, you don't have infinite time. It is limited. So you need to invest it in the spaces that are going to give you the types of connections that you're really craving. So we moved about houses like three ish years ago. And I knew that I needed neighbor friends. Like that was kind of where I was going to throw all my friendship time, you know, in those kind of early years of moving, I was still going to maintain some friendships that I had. I didn't want to lose them, but I was going to start kind of like leaning into these friendships. And what I really like about being really clear about naming what you want and what you're going to focus on is like, the reality is that you're going to meet people all the time where there could be a potential for connection, but you're, you're going to feel like overwhelmed and exhausted. If you think you have to pursue every connection that like comes your way when it comes your way. I think like as moms, we are so laden with guilt about all the things. And like, I was just talking to a mom the other day and she was like, Oh, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. And I was like, okay, but what do you want? Like, yeah, maybe you could have talked to that person, but it doesn't sound like that's even like the path for like the type of friendship you wanted. So like, forget it. Like don't have any guilt about that. Like there was no need for you when you were super stressed, picking up your kid from daycare to be like, Oh, there, that there was that one mom. And we could have talked like, yeah, you could have, but yeah, like you decided that we're going after, you know, like these types of friendships right now. And you're going to throw all your weight behind it by doing these things. So like it releases so much guilt of like all the other opportunities that come at you every day. And you're like, oh no, like, I don't have to worry about that. Cause I've made space for friendship and it looks like this right now in this season. Um, so, and then I've got like time-saving strategies too, for like, okay, when you actually have friends, how do you see them? But I find just even like making this space and being really clear on like who and where you're going to invest is like life-giving and makes everything much lighter and less overwhelming with the whole friendship making process. Yeah. The big thing that I keep kind of like coming back to as you're talking is just that intention, like that getting really clear. And that's something that I'm so huge about that I'm always talking about is that the words that you're either thinking in your head or that are coming out of your mouth are really important and that that's going to drive your action. And so if, you know, you're saying all the time, friendship is so hard, I'm so lonely, no one wants friends, then that's going to be your reality for sure. But if you've decided this is what friendship looks like for me, and it, and especially like you said, friendship as moms is different and let's just be okay with it. Like, let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it like lends it to have just so much more ease. Yeah. And I think like, that's the biggest thing, you know, so many times we're just looking for, and I love that you do have formulas and strategies of this is how it works, but I think so much of it comes back to your mindset around friendship and what that looks like for you and getting really clear on that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that's just the point that I keep, like I hear from you so much is just define it, define what it is. And then it becomes so much easier. I think the hard part is when it's just this elusive thing that, you know, doesn't Mm -hmm. have a clear definition. And that is just this like mythical 
friendship is out there kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think when it's always, when we drill down into like, okay, what's really going on here? There's just so much noise that you can cut through and it's like, okay, well that feels possible. Like I could do that. That doesn't feel overwhelming. Like, just like you probably preach here all the time of like, you know, reverse engineering and breaking things down into bite-sized chunks. Like, you know, I can tell you what to do, how to do it. If, if that feels overwhelming for sure. But a lot of times that feels overwhelming because of some of those other kind of like elusive things that we haven't actually taken the time to name. Yeah, exactly. All right. So with friendship and with your coaching and all of that, that you do, what are some ways that people can come and work with you? If they're like, this sounds all great, but like, I still need that person to kind of like, take my hand, lead Mm -hmm. me through, help me with this. How do you help people and where can they kind of like find you and what do you offer? Yeah. So um, to learn about kind of like everything I do, the services I offer, and that's all at my website, the connected mom life. Um, and yeah, there's, there's ways to get like real tangible one-on-one support there's group support. And then there's also just like a free community where people will pose questions or celebrate wins that they did have too. Um, but yeah, I love working one-on-one with moms. I, uh, and, and that really varies on what that looks like. Um, but it, I mean, even down to the, like moms will send me a text messages before they send them so that I can like give feedback and thoughts on like how to word something, because the reality is that for so many of us, there's just so much overthinking that we do around friendship, which is so debilitating on top of all of the other things that we are carrying the mental load of as mothers. And so if I can help alleviate a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of like helping you get out of your own head, that is like literally one of my most favorite things to do because, um, I, I just, Oh, I was talking to mom the other day who like, she was telling me about how dire the situation was. And as she was explaining to me all the things she had going on, I was like, Oh my gosh, I see so much hope. There's like actually so much here that like, you're so close, but like, don't even see it. And I like, you're so there. So I love to just like cheer moms on and really give them like hope and encouragement that it is possible. And it can happen so quickly, so quickly. It's really amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, just being able to see that change and that shift and that transformation, Mm -hmm. what an awesome, like front row seat you have to be able to do that. And you guys, seriously, I have loved following Emily over on Instagram, like her community, her tips, her like entire highlight reel. I have like binged through. There's so much goodness over there. And I just love what you're doing to show up as, you know, with a passion that you have and helping moms with this part of our life that maybe is a little bit harder, or maybe we're making it a little bit harder than it should be and helping to alleviate that. So I just want to say thank you for using like your gifts and your talents to help other people make the friendships that they're craving. Mm, Thank you so much, Jesse. It has been a pleasure to hang out with you and just so appreciate you sharing your platform with me. Thank you. Of course, of course. And everything that Emily mentioned, I will link in the show notes and you guys can go find her. Go say hi over on Instagram. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. 
Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.